This week, Music Biz Weekly podcast, it's all about NFTs. We're joined by Tony Van Veen, the CEO of DiscMakers.com, and he shares with us all of his insights into the world of NFTs, the good, the bad, the ugly. And yes, it's here. And what is it going to be able to deliver for us in the probably very near future as this quickly evolves? But this is what you need to know about NFTs. Welcome to the Music Biz Weekly Podcast, founded in 2011 and with over 500 weekly episodes, where Michael Brandvold and Jay Gilbert, two longtime music industry pros, discuss the very latest trends, tools, and tactics that you need to succeed in this new music business. Build a stunning band website in minutes with Bandzoogle. Go to Bandzoogle.com to start your free 30-day trial and use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. Thousands of musicians and industry professionals listen to the Music Biz Weekly podcast. If you have a product or service and would like to reach this audience, get in touch with Michael or Jay to discuss sponsorship opportunities. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly podcast. I guess we could call this a bonus episode. You're getting two of them this week. This is going to be a great episode about NFTs. But before we get into it, a quick shout out. Thank you to Bruce and Hypebot and Bands in Town and, of course, Check out our community at bandsintown.musicbizweeklypodcast.com. Leave your questions, your comments about every weekly episode or questions in general. We're there reading them. Um, But quick shout out to our sponsors, bandzoogle.com. Built by musicians for musicians, Bandzoogle is an all-in-one platform that makes it easy to build a beautiful website and EPK for your music. Bandzoogle powers the websites for tens of thousands of musicians around the world, from weekend warriors to Grammy winners. All the features you need for a professional website are already built in, including hosting and a custom domain name, dozens of fully customizable design templates, tools to sell your music and merch commission-free, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send newsletters, social media integrations, and of course, amazing live tech support from their musician-friendly team seven days a week. We got a great offer we put together with Banzoogle.com. Head over to Banzoogle.com, sign up, try it for free for 30 days, and use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY, that's all one word, and you will save 15% off the first year of any subscription. And of course, DiscMakers.com. We know it's a digital world, but there's still an important role for physical media for today's musicians. Digital royalty payments can be so small that selling products like CDs, vinyl, T-shirts, online and at gigs has become such an important income generator. For every CD you sell at a gig, you might need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money, and that's a lot of streams. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even T-shirts. we got a great offer that we put together with the fine folks at Disc Makers. Head over to DiscMakers.com, place an order for 100 or more CDs, and when you check out, use the promo code FREEBIZ, all one word, FREEBIZ, and you'll save up to $150 in shipping costs. Nice. Jay, who's sitting down with us oh, this man. week? Oh, man, we have such a great conversation today. We're sitting down with the CEO of Disc Makers, Tony Van Veen. He's a friend. He's a colleague. We love his videos and his articles. And, you know, we've been talking about NFTs off and on, you know, for the last year or so. And it's great to have a little bit of sanity when it comes to what are nfts what should i know about them should i care you know is it a fad is it real and what we love about tony is he's just very factual and pragmatic about these things and can lay it out for people in a way that you know you don't have to be uh, an expert to understand yeah so let it roll and we'll see you at the end today we're thrilled to be joined by our friend tony van veen the ceo of disc makers uh tony great seeing you again Great to be with you guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming back. And thank you, obviously, for all your continued support of the Music Biz Weekly podcast. We, Jay and I greatly appreciate it. We sure hey, do. You guys, you guys do, do great stuff, put out great content. So uh, happy to be part of it. Thanks. So, so Tony, you know, when we, when we reached out, it, it was 
I saw the two part video and, and I don't know if, is there any other parts coming? You did a two part video about NFTs. Yes. And they were fantastic. First part was basically here's everything that's wrong with NFTs. And the second part was here's why NFTs are going to be great. And, and it just kind of hit me. It's like, yeah, you nailed it with, with, with your, with your points it was a great follow-up from the episode Jay and I did month, two months ago, where we talked about our NFTs ready for mainstream and kind right. of had the same conclusions you did. There's a lot of issues right now, today, but tomorrow, future meaning tomorrow, this is going to be incredible stuff to work with. You know, it's it's amazing. This this whole space is just it's exploding and evolving so quickly. And the interesting thing is nobody really understands all of it. I, I was speaking the other day. I met with a guy who's a lawyer for a startup that uh, creates content for NFTs. And the law, their lawyer couldn't really, he told me, I, yeah, I don't really understand all this NFT stuff. So, uh, you know, everybody is, is learning right along. I don't, there are clearly people who know a lot about it. I'm not sure anybody knows everything about it. Uh, and, and you know, my knowledge is very remedial still at this point in time, but I, I can, I, I, I hope to be able to somehow translate a little bit between what the artist's interests are and, and how this might apply to artists and kind of where the tech side and the crypto side is of this. And, yeah. and so I'm, I'm somewhere in, in, in between and I like to think I can ask some of the questions that even if I don't have answers, I know some of the questions that artists might have about, okay, yeah. what is it? How does it work? And how will this apply to me? And well, I you know, it's really important. Sorry, Mike. I think it's really important to ask these questions because there's an old joke in the music industry. And, you know, an idiot is someone who doesn't know what you just found out. And, you know, this stuff's been around a week and a half. Right. So let's all just take a deep breath. Plus, it's evolving really quickly. I think if you're if you really want to know who's deep in the space and has a lot of experience and knowledge, you know, uh, Dead Mouse's manager has been writing about this for four yeah. years. He's been on some great podcasts and they're doing some things that have value, which I think is really interesting. I think that Sherry Hu has been talking about this a little bit longer than most. And she has a yeah. database. If you subscribe to her Patreon, of uh, pretty much every music NFT that's been bought and sold since 2020. And you can see the trends and, you know, the gold rush of Blau and, and Dead Mouse and some of those making, you know, millions of dollars. I think those that's really kind of waned. And what I'm noticing, and I'd love to get your take on is I'm seeing this trend from looking at her database of these collectibles, these digital collectibles that are provable on the blockchain. I get all of that, but those are kind of coming down in value and in sales. And what's kind of evolving now is really more utility, things that are attached to other items, experiences, products, physical products, test pressings, you know, other things. Is, is that kind of a trend that you're seeing? Yes, I'm, I'm seeing that. And, and when I read articles about, you know, NFTs dropping in value, I see that as a good thing. Yeah. Most of these, like you just mentioned, right? Most of these speculations, uh, you know, Snoop Dogg, Rick Ross, they're all dropping NFTs and it's, but it's not music fans who are buying that stuff, right? And we, I, it's crypto bros, right? People who made basically free money because they were into crypto early and the crypto appreciated by thousands of percent. And yeah, they're like, yeah, I can drop a million dollars on, you know, a Snoop Dogg uh, NFT. And so the fact that these are coming back down to earth is probably a sign of the maturing of the market because let's be honest, right? What some electronic image that Snoop Dogg puts out there is not worth millions. It just isn't. Um, and so there's a lot of maturing in this marketplace yet to go before this has some real utility, I think, for independent or emerging artists. Uh, you asked if there's any other content. I, uh, I started a couple of weeks ago uh, doing a series called uh, uh, Let's Make an NFT uh, on this maker's YouTube channel 
together with an independent artist, Cheryl B. Engelhart. And she wanted to mint an NFT. And she, she said, and we've known Cheryl. She's, she's a great person, great marketer, does a lot of email marketing stuff. And uh, we, we started talking and we said, hey, let's, let's do this together and let's, let's learn together and actually record and put out there on YouTube what we're learning while we're learning it. Not too dissimilar. I don't know if you've ever heard the uh, podca podcast called Startup about this guy who has a startup company and he does, doesn't know anything about how to launch and, and, and fund and run a startup. And so he is recording himself and his meetings while he's sure. doing this. And that, so it's similar concept, except figuring out how do we how do we mint an NFT? What are the marketplaces that you go to? What what kind of cryptocurrency do you mint it? Uh, what you know, which blockchain do you mint it on? What wallets do you need? Uh, it, it's a bunch of just little things that I think every artist will want to learn. I think we're up to episode seven, and uh, she has minted, I think, close to half a dozen NFTs and not sold one. Right. So what does that mean? I think that means that the market has not matured enough that there's any interest at this point in content from emerging artists. Yeah, but you just hit it on the head, Tony. This is a common misconception is that these are fans buying NFTs. And for her, it would be targeted towards a fan. But I think you nailed it. A lot of these sales are not fans. They're investors. They're you know, whoever people who have cryptocurrency and, you know, the, people who just want to be in the cool, hot thing of the moment. Yeah. So there, there's with this, with independent artists, there's no, what they call, I guess, in business, no or marketing, no product market fit yet. Because what, what Cheryl did, which I thought was interesting and, and uh, you know, as an experiment is she said, and I think rightly so, my fans don't understand NFTs and by and large don't have crypto. I'm going to actually go to uh, marketplaces uh, where there are people who already own crypto and I'm going to, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to promote it there, except people who own crypto never heard of Cheryl B. Engelhart. And so there's no interest from the crypto community uh, really to necessarily buy any of her NFTs. Uh, and so she has not gone to her fan base necessarily. And it's, it's, a little, it's a little tricky, right? It's more than a little tricky. If you want adoption of a, of a decent size, I mean, she's, she's, she's fairly well known. She does, you know, uh, new age and, and piano music. And she has quite a few uh, people on her mailing list. Uh, she was Grammy nominated. And, nice. and yet, you know, do her fans own crypto and do they want to buy? Right. If you try to, as an independent artist today, get your fans, if they don't already own crypto and don't already understand a little bit about you know, having a, a, a crypto wallet and being on a crypto marketplace and having bought crypto and an understanding of gas fees, right? The, the, the processing right. expenses that come yeah. with, uh, a, you know, a, a currency like Ethereum, then you are leading them down a, a, a really dark and treacherous alley because the, the, the crypto world and the nft world are still it's it's still the wild west Amazing. I, you know just last week I, I was reading an article you know you've you've probably heard of uh, the board ape yacht club right this this sure. crypto uh uh group of folks who who put these nfts out there and just last week there was an article that hackers had taken over the Board Ape Yacht Club's uh, Instagram account, and they posted something that had a link to some malicious website where, and they, they advertised that there was going to be a special drop of some NFTs, and people who clicked on that link had their wallets taken over by the hackers. And by the time this was found and stopped, 
134 NFTs worth 2.7 million were stolen by the hackers to sucked out of other people's wallets. So, so that that's the danger today for any independent artist, because as artists, you know, you may be a little ahead of the curve from your fans on some of this. If you try to convert your fans to, you know, getting into crypto to buy your NFT, this is not yet the time for that, uh, right? It, 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 it's too early. It's, it's, there's, there's too much nefarious activity. There are too few controls uh, on what is happening with crypto and NFTs. Tony, do you think, and you are 100% right. I mean, we are at the very early stages of, and anybody who's been in the internet for a decade or more has lived through this same thing with various other technologies and products. Oh my God, yes. we got, I mean, let's be honest, the whole internet website was this back in yeah. the mid nineties. Yes. Everybody and was like, I got to be there. I don't know what I'm doing there, but I'm there. I'm spending money. People are charging me fortunes to get online and get, so we've seen this I, before. Yeah. I mean, how did downloads start, right? With yeah. Napster and, yeah. and, and it was Fear all illegal. Uh, uh, you know, peer-to-peer -peer file sharing. And then I don't know, we've forgotten, like if you try to download those files, how often did you not download corrupted files that included right. viruses, yep. right? Yep. That right. took over yep. your computer. Yep. So yep. it was- It was, it was a very evolving technology. technology. Yeah. So, so it, I, Jay and I have talked about this and, and I sort of feel like NFTs won't, and, and, and I think we all agree they're going to be something big at some point in the future, but they're not going to be mainstream ready for an independent artist fan until you can a few things until you can explain what an NFT is without using any technology buzzwords and using NFT in the Correct. explanation. Correct. Um, until you stop selling the NFT and start selling the value. Mean, meaning, you know, any product out there today that we buy, we buy because how it makes us feel, the value it gives us. You know, my, my, my iPhone, I don't know what the frick is going on under the hood on this thing. That's right. And Apple doesn't need to sell me that this chip does this to this and con contacts this and makes this work. They sell me on how cool I am because I got an iPhone. Yep. And I yep. think NFTs have to evolve to that stage where you're just selling, hey, you're going to get some great exclusive content by buying this product. You don't even need to mention the word NFT in it because the average fan probably isn't going to give a crap what they're buying is the connection to you, the artist, the value you, the artist, are giving them that they can't get anywhere else. Yeah, the NFT is not a thing. The NFT itself is not anything that anybody really understands. It's a token on the blockchain that represents something right. else that you buy, right? right. If, if I was telling Cheryl, right? Cheryl, if I give you a rose as a token of my friendship, the rose is not my friendship. My friendship is much greater and has much more value than the rose I gave you. The rose is just a token. So the NFT is a token that actually represents ownership potential of something else. And we're seeing right. some really interesting things that are being done now with yeah. NFTs, even in the music space where, yep. you know, fans can buy NFTs and uh, they can buy a split of the royalty income mm -hmm. for a particular composition or for a particular sound recording. So I think ultimately... It's what, what are you selling is I am selling partial ownership of my yes, royalty. Yes, that's right? exactly I am yeah. not and the only thing. I, yeah. The FT that's the driver. It's the partial ownership yeah. of the royalty. So the I only thing I would add to that is one of the great things about NFTs, and, and I agree with everything that you just said, is that it's, it's also to some degree bragging rights because it's provable on the blockchain that you are participating in this. You know, if you have a baseball card that's worth you know, a million dollars, it's a piece of cardboard, but it's, it's that same thing. Yeah. It's provable, verifiable that you have that. One of the things that just 
drives me crazy about this whole situation is how difficult the barrier to entry is right now. And that needs to change. And it is changing pretty quickly. But when I first started getting into NFTs, I wanted to see well, how do you do this? Okay, so you get cryptocurrency. You know, you attach that to a wallet. You attach the wallet to a marketplace. You find something that's bouncing all over in price, and then you're hit with these gas fees that you didn't really understand. And if the transaction happened like at midnight, by the time you get up at 6 a.m., things are different. It was just this, this really odd thing, you know, that, you know, I can't really you know, if I'm walking down the street and I'm, I've got my Apple earbuds in to Michael's point, people can say, Oh, he's got an iPhone. You know, what a cool dude, but they don't know that I've got this NFT that I can show them in my locker on my phone, you know? And so I, I think it's so complex today. And I know that there are a couple of things and I'd love to get your thoughts on this. One is there's a lot of these companies popping up that are doing it in a really green way without a huge carbon footprint. Cause as you know, these things are horrible for the environment, uh, the amount of processing that goes into them. And then also being able to purchase them and show them off without going through the, the hoops that I just mentioned. So I see NFTs evolving rapidly, NFT transactions evolving rapidly to, uh, to these uh, currencies that uh, operate on like the layer two of the Ethereum blockchain, where all the processing is done off the blockchain, the Ethereum blockchain, because Ethereum is a highly congested blockchain where transactions, I think it only allows a few transactions per second to happen. And uh, some of these alternate uh, currencies allow millions of transactions to happen per second. And so that makes them much more eco-friendly. Right. And so a, a currency like Solana, which is used a lot for NFT transactions, has no gas fees, which is ultimately where this wants to be. And yet, so they do the processing off the- Off the platform blockchain. or whatever. Right. Then they will just uh, log the actual transaction on the Ethereum blockchain. So it's 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 related uh, to Ethereum uh, and it's just much more eco friendly. Uh, You know, you can buy or process or mint an NFT for less energy than sending a tweet is one of the things that that you know that they mentioned so i i think that's going to evolve uh pretty you know pretty pretty quickly and and you see some of these even some of these currencies are starting to actually kind of appreciate in value a little bit because of their utility but i i think that overall uh you're you're absolutely right and i i think that one of the uh, we're, we're starting to see some things where it's already starting to uh move towards i kind of a, a utility coinbase announced uh, a beta NFT store a couple of weeks ago. And one of the cool things with Coinbase is, you know, Coinbase is the big crypto platform, right? Most people who have a wallet have a Coinbase wallet. So their NFT marketplace, one of the challenges with NFTs today is, you know, unlike Spotify or Apple Music, where if I want to listen to uh, Beyonce, I can find Beyonce on the platform that I'm subscribed to, and I can find any kind of music that I'm subscribed to. The NFT market environment, marketplace environment today is more like video streaming, right? Where the Netflix shows are not on uh, mm-hmm. Prime Video or not on Hulu, and so the you know you have to mint your NFT on some particular marketplace, and then whether that's a uh, OpenSea or Binance or Nifty Gateway or or a more music specific uh, marketplace like Blau has Royal right or Sound XYZ, the Coinbase marketplace actually pulls in NFTs minted on any platform so long as it's on a on the Ethereum blockchain uh, and they're going to add other currencies so that starts creating more of a, a larger universal marketplace which I think for for music fans as b- potential buyers is something that's that that's important, right? You Absolutely. want to be able to go to an Amazon of NFT marketplaces right. 
Right. Uh, you got to make it easy for easy. your exactly. fans. Yes. You can't make, exactly. you know, and, and this, this isn't applied to NFTs. This is every product. You can't make it hard for your customer to go find your product and buy it. If, right. if they have, you know, what is it there? There's something like if they have to take three clicks to finally get there, you're probably going to lose them along the way. Right. Yep. So if they've got to open up three different apps and make multiple clicks in each app, you've lost them, which goes back to what we were talking about. And, you know, I think you even mentioned it's like it's got to get to the point where I just go into a single destination and I pull out my credit card and I buy it with my credit card. That's Correct. as a <clears throat> consumer, how I am used to purchasing anything. Right. Even you know, music, it, even yeah. an MP3, I can go to Amazon, I can go to iTunes, I can go to anybody that has a download and I can say, here's my credit card, I'm buying this for 10 bucks. I don't give a crap what's going on behind the scenes to deliver right. that to me because I want to enjoy the value and the excitement of the music. Yep, I just wanted to show up in my player. So the other thing with the Coinbase that I was, uh, Marketplace that I was excited about was it actually includes a social component where there is a feed where you can actually showcase your NFT. There you go. That's one of the challenges. And you yes. touched on, on that, Jay, that if, if I'm buying something, because I'm a super fan of, you know, I don't know, Soul Glow, this, this much hyped Philly hardcore band who just had a new album, right? If I'm a super fan of Soul Glow and I were to buy an NFT of theirs, I want to show that I bought this because yeah. I love this band, right? And I'm, I'm a super fan. So I thought that was really cool that Coinbase is going there. There's also, you know, Shopify actually has a beta NFT uh, functionality that, that they're starting to play around with in Shopify stores. And you know that, that Shopify That's interesting. has, has yep. uh, Shopify is the, the big daddy of- Integrated of into Spotify, right? right. Right. That's that could be a, a big deal if they launch that into post beta and then all of these shops across Spotify have it. That's interesting. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's interesting that, you know, crypto has started was all about decentralized finance. Right. And it was about, well, if you buy Bitcoin or you buy this currency or that currency, you know, you don't have to wait two days for Visa or MasterCard to process your payment. Or, or for the bank to wire you the money, except in, in truth, as these networks have gotten more congested, it's, it's actually more expensive and it frequently takes longer to process some of these transactions. Right? You, uh, I was going to say, Tony, do you think we also need to get some level of, I don't know, and, and, and this might be an extreme word, but oversight, trust built into this? Because as we know, anybody is anybody is launching their own Bitcoin, anybody's launching their own NFT platform. Who are they? How do I trust them? I mean, you know, not, and, and I know people are going to be like, oh, this is a stupid example, but listen, the FDIC backs the money you put into your bank. Mm -hmm. You've got a little bit of a trust there that you're not going to get screwed. Hey, if, yeah. if I use my credit card online, Visa says, if somebody steals it, you're not going to be responsible for what happens. Right now, I feel like none of that exists in this world. You're just sort of tying your, your money to somebody's app, somebody's website, somebody's company that you don't know what were they, what was this company's history six months ago? Where are they going to be six months from now? And what kind of protections do you have? To your point, if somebody hacks into their backend database and steals everything, are you screwed? Are the, is the company going to stand behind it and cover your butt for you? I think that's also something that consumers in this day and age expect a little bit of consumer protection. And we're not there yet, right? Uh, I, Coinbase. Uh, when uh, relatively early on after Coinbase launched, their founder went to the feds. I, I forget if it was the uh, SEC or what, 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 whatever federal agency. And they wanted to get licensed and, and legitimized. And they took a lot of heat from the crypto community because the crypto community is all like, no, no government needed, right? And so, except 
by they realize but we have to control this we have to get this license we have to figure out how we can protect similar to fdic insurance uh, you know uh, the crypto holdings and i don't know if on coinbase your your crypto losses might be might be protected at this point in time they might be uh but but the point is yes we we need that wild wild west component of uh, you know hackers or you know the 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 digital equivalent of the old stagecoach robberies yeah who's the sheriff to, in this wild west actually they have to they 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 can't that can't happen before crypto really starts and and nft specifically really starts going mainstream and 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 you know and for all i know i mean the the issues we're talking about might be very small compared to the overall market of what's happening but again from a consumer standpoint all they have and and we can all do this you go read one story in usa today and you think everybody's getting screwed because somebody lost money hmm. and and that doesn't build up a trust in the product in the platform and sometimes what i'm talking about is just it's almost like you know it's 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 painting you're painting the wall just to make it appear like everything's fine because that's what consumers want they want to know that somebody says they're looking out for them and and i just feel like right now it it is still way too much of the wild west it, it, yeah, it, it really is. I mean, to such an extent that, you know, if you start looking into what to do with crypto, if you want to start, if you don't own crypto, right, and you want to start buying, you start doing research, they are telling you stuff like, okay, get get two notebooks and write, uh, you know, your uh, really complicated password for, you know, your wallet and for your Coinbase uh, marketplace account, et cetera. It, don't even put it in a uh, you know one of these password generators like Dashlane because you don't know if if anything gets hacked there are no protections today right you can lose your crypto and actually be out real money and you need a, a you know an offline hardware uh, wallet to store your crypto in offline in case your marketplace gets hacked I mean it's 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 like it's crazy and it's kind of scary stuff. If you if you think about it, and so yeah. there are a lot of people who are who are still vulnerable. They're they're rolling, you know, in the the big money equivalent of their whole photo collection is not backed up somewhere, right? And so if something goes wrong, you lose everything. Except we can potentially be talking about real money here. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you about um, there, there's this company that is out of the Seattle area called Microgroove, and they're doing some really cool things with nfts because they're attaching them to physical things and i don't know anybody in the industry that knows more about physical things than you do you see an opportunity here for and I'll, I'll, microgrooves thing basically or it's almost like a postage stamp that has this um it's a near field uh yeah yeah exactly uh, and it's built into this like thing that you can attach to a physical thing and prove that this is one of 10 test pressings that are you know signed by the artist or whatever and it's provable on the blockchain that this is one of those and not a not a bootleg or whatever you know whatever it is the original artwork for an album those kinds of things how do you see that kind of coming to your your physical business do you see a marriage of these two things absolutely so I'm not familiar with Microgroove, but there is a, another a company called Vinyl Key, and they do a similar thing with uh, with vinyl records specifically, where they will they will press a limited run, and uh, there is a one of these near field chips that gets a, attached somewhere to the label, and then with your phone, if you're close by, you have an appropriate reader or what have you, you can mm -hmm. unlock other content, and it's really cool. It doesn't have to be that complicated. Uh, one of the things, and by the way, we're, I've, I've been digging into this, but I haven't started any work on this actively on the DisMaker side because I feel that we're still so far away from this having actual practical, real practical utility for the independent artist yeah. that 
we have a lot of other things that we're that we're that we're doing and that we're working on that at this point it's a little too early for us to start sticking some resources into it but we have the basic pieces in place we can digitally print your cd coverage if you want to do a limited run of 100 cds that include an nft or that where there's some nft that can unlock additional content or you want to share royalties or or what have you you don't need one of these near field chips uh, we can generate a hundred because the covers are digitally printed. We can print a hundred unique QR codes on every cover. And so with your camera reader, it can link you then to a potential marketplace where you can download the NFT. This has actually happened already in, in the real world. Uh, the NFL uh, with, at, with the Super Bowl, every ticket came with an NFT. Uh, Ticketmaster has tried this. I don't remember the artist with a couple of artists where if you bought a ticket, there was a downloadable NFT that, that you could get with it. And in practice, what happened? 95, 95 plus percent of the NFTs were not actually Shocker. redeemed, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So uh, so we're, we're still very early, but I, I yeah. certainly see this. And this is the cool thing. This is why I'm actually excited about NFTs for emerging artists. Because as emerging artists, the fans that we have, you may not have that many fans, but if, if your fans are into you early, they more often than not are interested in really supporting you. They want part of the reason why fans buy an artist's CD is to support the artist, to help them make a couple extra bucks while they're sure. on the road. They don't yeah. need to see, let's be honest, right? I'm a, I'm a CD maker, but they don't actually, nobody needs a CD nowadays to listen to music, but the fans are buying them to support in large part to support the artist. I agree so with now that. with an <clears throat> NFT, you are giving the artist something potentially more interesting, more valuable, and certainly more current than the 40 year old CD technology that yeah. gives them more reasons to support you and you're not locked to a $10 or $15 CD price point. You can put that price yeah. everywhere. The I CD think that's spot that, on. Yeah. The CD I think that I yeah. see, you know, I mean, it could be a business card with a QR code, but I see the CD as kind of a cool physical token potentially of, Hey, I bought this CD and it, it has this QR code. This is the physical representation of the NFT and the fractional royalty streams that I'm going to be able to recover yeah. or make for my support of this fan. I maybe I bought I bought it for 50 bucks, right? Yeah. It depends who the artist is and what the price and what the value is that they yeah. put on. So so really NFTs can be seen as in the simplest terms just another media format. You know how we've evolved from vinyl and eight track to cassette to mp3s there was dat there's streaming nft could be looked at as another format to deliver some sort of value i don't know i don't know that that's quite the right way to look at it i see the nft technically the nft itself as more of a digital version of here's a contract here's an agreement we have that you can get this right because the, 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 the physical component, like when, uh, uh, you know, when Cheryl was doing their, her, some of, is doing her NF, some of her NFTs, the medium is, you know, a wave file that is, that is downloaded uh, that you can listen to, right? So, so that's technically the, the, the media. It plays on, um, you know, any, uh, on, a, on a media player. So the NFT is just, you are the owner of this one individual file and right. they are but they but, the are N, but the nft then is i guess maybe more like a key it, it's an nft is, yes. is a key that's going to open up access to something of value that the fan yeah. wants and yeah. and i, I guess this contract, goes, you, i think yeah. the key is a good analogy this yeah. goes all the way back to the beginning stop selling the key and sell what that key opens up and gives you access to. Don't because, sell features, sell benefits. 
Yes, yes. Ex- exactly. <laughs> you know, I want to know what's on the other side of the door that this key's going to open up. There's going to be something special there waiting for me. That's why I bought a key. You know, and fans we know will buy and will do things to support their artists. Yep. They will, they crave exclusive content. They crave more than they can get normally on Facebook. And, and you know, it's the old fan club model. I mean, an NFT can be basically the key to the new fan club world. Yeah. And, and again, don't sell the login screen, sell the content, sell what that fan is going to get. Because as a fan, that's all I care about. If I'm going to give you a hundred bucks, what am I getting for that hundred bucks? Yeah. That's what I want to know. What Ab- content absolutely. am I getting and how cool is it going to be? And how can I show to other fans that I got it and you don't have it? That's what I want to be sold. I don't want to be sold. Again, I don't want to be sold the key that gives me the access. That that means nothing to me as a fan. Right. It's the access. That's the cool thing. Yeah, and it's funny because in the news now, you're you're hearing all these stories about the key. <laughs> You know, and less about uh, what it what it opens. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I I almost think as a, as an industry as whole, we've got to get past selling the technology and go back to selling the value, the feeling, the emotion, whatever it is that you're buying, because that's what fans will buy over and over and over and over again is something cool. Yep. Yeah, and look, some of the things that are being sold today, if not all of them with an NFT, can be sold without an NFT, right? I can buy a GIF. I can buy a digital copy of your original art file. I can buy a link to a web page that unlocks special content without needing it to be an NFT. So That's what right. the NFT, what the NFT, all, all of, I mean, there's nothing really unique. I can buy fractional ownership of your royalty stream. I don't need an NFT to do that. The NFT, however, is, and I think will be a way to kind of massively scale this, uh, yeah. you know, with, with some level of proof of authentication yeah. that yes, I bought this and I am one of 300 people who, who got this you know, uh, GIF or this copy of your original recording or this link to this, you know, special bonus content. Yeah. So I, I think, I think the, the NFT hasn't necessarily created anything unique there. It's just, it's again, it's, whether it's, if you call it a key or a contract, it, it's, it's a provable link that you bought this and you own this or you own the right to this. Right. And we'll see how it evolves. I mean, I think the technology is going to be around a long time and I see a whole bunch of great you know, applications for it. Um, but it's, you know, we'd love to have you back on and continue this uh, conversation because it's evolving and changing. And like Mike and I like to say, it's, it's changed while we've been having this conversation. You know, it's, it's so dynamic. Um, Tony, I, I really enjoy your, your writing and, and your videos. And I, I put them in your morning coffee frequently. Yeah, tell, I appreciate tell our, that. Well, it's great stuff. Tell our, our, our viewers and listeners, where can they find out more about you know, what you're Where can they follow your writings, where they can follow your videos? Well, mo- much of that is posted. The, the writings are on the Discmakers blog. You go to discmakers.com and there's a blog link or go to blog.discmakers.com. Discmakers has a YouTube channel. If you search Discmakers on YouTube, uh, where every week I put a short video addressing, you know, any, any of a myriad of topics pertinent to independent artists and you know people comment people email me and I, I i enjoy i post them every friday afternoon and i just enjoy over the weekend kind of interacting with artists and answering some of their comments um you know sometimes funny sometimes helpful sometimes <laughs> a little snarky um but it's just it's just a fun way to continue to interact on a on a daily yeah. basis with with artists while hopefully providing some content of value yeah, and, absolutely. And I, absolutely. I guess I would just wrap all this up. We're not saying avoid NFTs. We're saying NFTs are going to evolve and they're going to become something very powerful and very important. 
we are just, as, as you said repeatedly right in this conversation, we are in the wild west of this right now. And that means people are figuring out what they can do with it. We don't know what the killer app is for an NFT yet. It hasn't been discovered. These people who are out there leading the way right now, and God bless all of them, are figuring out what works and what doesn't work and what are the hurdles and what are the challenges. It's going to evolve. Yeah. Just, just don't, I guess I would close with, don't buy into all of the hype. You've got to weed through the hype that you're reading about and get down to the nitty gritty. My main recommendation to artists today is just start learning, start reading about it, start familiarizing yourself, right? When you uh, read your um, hype bot or digital music news or uh, music business weekly, which are, I think, newsletters that you, as an artist, you would want to subscribe to if you're interested in what's going on in the, in the music space. Uh, and you see something about NFTs, read the article, click on the link, subscribe to, if it looks interesting, subscribe to their emails and just start learning and figuring out what's going on in the space. And at some point in time, it'll be ready. There are emerging artists who are doing NFTs, who are experimenting with NFTs. By and large, when I, when I read about them, it is a lot of work today and it's a lot more work than the average artist wants to actually engage with uh, in, in terms of trying to, to do all the experimentation that it takes. But at some point it will get more mainstreamed. It will, some main, I think marketplaces or formats or processes will emerge, uh, you know, just like technology in the music space has evolved and when a, there's a tipping point that happens. And at some point it's like, okay, I think, I think we're ready to try this. So I would suggest to artists stay, try to figure out how to, how to stay in the loop, stay in the node when there's something about NFTs, read yeah. about it, listen to Great it, it and, and, and yeah. learn Tony, right along with everybody else. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's do this again soon. Visit discmakers.com to place an order for 100 or more CDs. And when you check out, use promo code FREEBIZ and get free shipping up to Fabulous a $150 value. about NFTs. And again, I just want to stress because because I've had com conversations with people. It's like, we're not saying NFTs are not here. We're, we're, they're going to evolve. They're going to turn into something extremely simple to use uh, with great value. All we're saying is right now, it's not quite there yet. It's in, it, it's in its infancy. It's, it's, it's like, you know, you've, you've got a one month old baby is what we're dealing with right now. You just don't know what's going to happen at any moment, but you know, you know, in 10 years, it's going to turn into a teenager and it's going to be a pain in the butt still. But the point is, it's growing, it's evolving. Um, there's so much great potential with NFTs. I just think, uh, you know, and this could be, just be the marketing person in me, but you got to stop selling NFT and start selling the value the fan is going to get from yeah. the purchase. Yeah, and we're doing that. You know, we're doing this with some of our artists. We're, we're selling NFTs. And we're watching it go from these collectibles from two years ago or a year ago, where it's just some animated GIF or something silly that you're, you're selling that you can prove that you own to real value, real utility. And I encourage our listeners to look up uh, Dead Mouse and uh, Dead Mouse's manager and look at some of the interviews um, with him. They, they were way ahead of the curve on this. They were doing this four years ago and they want to make sure that every NFT that's created, there's some type of real value uh, involved in that. So you're not just selling the quote unquote key, you know, you're selling something valuable that the fans really want. Yeah. So uh, as Tony said, educate, read, follow the news, what's going on, read the, the, the sad story pieces, read the great success story pieces. It's all going to educate you and inform you of what's yeah. going on, of what you need to be aware of. I mean, yeah. there's, there's been some 
you know, what was what was the one of the more recent ones? The guy who bought the very first tweet mm-hmm. for how many million did he buy that? And and he it's was not worth that anymore. It, he, highest bid when I read the story a couple of weeks ago was like not even a thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, yeah. that he's right. You know, about this education thing. And if I can just do a shameless plug, I, I put out a newsletter every week called Your Morning Coffee. You can get it at uh, www.yourmorning.coffee. It's free. And I curate these stories, not only about NFTs, but about the music business. And you can subscribe for free and keep up because I'm looking at music business worldwide and Music Ally and Hypebot and all of these different outlets and kind of curating those things. So you can kind of stay on top of this stuff. Yeah. And listen, there's nothing wrong. If you want to dip your toe in it, go see what it takes to, to buy an NFT, go through the steps, get the apps installed, and then start seeing what it takes to create an NFT. Yeah. You know, I think you need to do that on your own from a curious standpoint before you want to, dive in and do it from a business standpoint where you're putting your band and your brand on the line in case something goes wrong in the nft world you don't want to be the next story in the new york times oh my god this independent artist just screwed ten thousand of their fans out of a million dollars yeah you don't want that and i'm not saying that happens every day but it has happened yeah, they're, the thing I always tell artists and managers about NFTs, just like any other configuration, is that there has to be demand. Yeah. And if you don't have a base that you've got demand for, unless you're one of those bigger artists, and then it's not really about your fans. As Tony said, it's really more about these next level investors or people who have a lot of cryptocurrency. So just educate yourself, tread lightly. And learn as much as you can, and we'll see how this thing evolves, and we'll report back on it. Yeah. So, um, once again, head over to our artist community on Bands in Town. Head over yeah. to bandsintown.musicbizweeklypodcast.com. That's our community on the Bands in Town artist platform. Leave us your questions, your comments. Man, I, I got to imagine there's a lot of questions about the NFT world happening out there. Leave the questions. We'll we'll, we'll do our best. We'll yep. gather them together. We'll get Tony back on. We'll talk about it. Maybe we'll find somebody else who can address them. Or have you released an NFT? What was your experience? Share that. How much work did it require? Was it more than you anticipated? Did you make money from it? Was it a fun experience? We want to know good and bad. What, what happened with your experience with NFTs? So head over to bandsintown.musicbizweeklypodcast.com. Leave us your comments about NFTs. We want to read them all. Um, that's it. Quick shout out, of course, to Disc Makers, Banzoogle. Thank you for your continued sponsorships. And Bruce, Hypebot, and Bands in Town for everything you do to support us. We'll see everybody next week. Visit musicbizweeklypodcast.com. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Voices for Music Biz Weekly, provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.